John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John, verse 2. There's only one chapter. Now, they're going to put a thing up there that says the gift. Go ahead and put it up so you can see it. And that's not what I'm preaching on. Just don't tell Nikki. Just don't tell Nikki. Just don't go hollering at Nikki and go, hey, he did it to you again. Hey, Mel, how you doing? Did you get a deer? I didn't think so. We prayed you wouldn't. Not really, I'm teasing. I want to do something tonight. Um, Annie said something the other night, and a very, very, very powerful statement that a lot of people, you know, I don't, I, you probably caught it, but I want you to spend some time thinking about it. I don't want it to just kind of be a statement that you hear once and you blow so I want to spend some time going over that one statement she made. And she talked about the fact that God does anything, anything he's going to do in your life, it comes through your heart. Mm -hmm. Now remember the statement, healing doesn't come through your back. It comes through your heart. Everything God does in you, he does it in your heart first. Now, Knowing that, and I've known that for a while, and I, but, but, but there's another, there's, you, you need to know how he does it so you and I can work with him. Because you can hear a statement like that and go, okay, now then there's this, we're a new creation, so he's already done something in my heart. Right? Yeah. Okay. And, but then why, if he's already healed me, why am I not? If he's already blessed me, why am I not? And so a lot of times we make a statement and say, but I do believe it, but it's not true to me. Why is that? Because what I preach is easy to preach and not easy to live. Victory is not easy to live. Everybody wants it handed to them. But it's not really, that's not really reality. It's not difficult. It's more, see, let me say it to you this way. It is not easy to have a job and own a car, but it's more difficult to not have a car. Walking is way more difficult than driving a car. But driving a car, there's responsibility. And the church today wants healing with no responsibility. They don't, they don't just give it to me and away I go. And they don't understand there are certain requirements on us and for things to work. And I want you to know how, how, does, how does it work? How does God expect you to walk in the light of, of the word of God you say you believe when sometimes it isn't working? And I go in and I'm dealing with people in hospitals. I'm dealing with people that have financial troubles. And I deal with people all the time. And some things, some people get a hold of it. Some people don't. Some people to greater or lesser degrees. And so how is that? Third John 2, let's read it. I love that rain, so don't curse it. Man, thank God it's raining all over my yard. Yeah, I was going to water my orange trees today, and I didn't, and I thought, man, they need it so bad. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And only... 
only to the degree your soul is prospering will you ever walk in the light of everything he gave you. Not because he did it. But you know, he died for everybody on the earth, but not everybody's born again. He, he sent the Holy Spirit, but not everybody's filled. And, and even though people are filled and speaking tongues, they're not all full. So to the degree he, your, your soul prospers. Now, even though the greater one lives in you, Everything that's in you, all of the Word of God is still being filtered through your soul. You could have the ocean hooked up to a one-inch pipe, and you're not getting a lot of water. But there's an ocean. But the pipe is real small. Or maybe it's an eight-inch pipe, and it's half-clogged. Maybe it's a 15-inch pipe, and, you got your, and your lawn is flooded. Really, it has more to do with you than it does God. But we think it's all God, but it's, it's not all God. It's to the degree he can get our soul to prosper. So that I want to I talk about God in you or Christ in you or, or how, how this process works and how to make it work for you. So go, go to Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, different, 6, 7, 8 different scriptures. So just get ready. You know how I am. I, I always do this to you. I always do it to you. I always give you a lot of scriptures. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It is God who's working where? Say in me. Both the will and the do is good pleasure. God is working in your behalf, inside you, to the degree, to the degree he can get you to cooperate, to the degree he can get you to cooperate with what he's saying is the degree he's going to get it manifest in you. And I want you to understand it's a process, so don't get under condemnation. God knows it's a process. It takes time. I've said this many times. You go first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. You didn't do it all one year. You did it in 12. Some of y'all did it in 14. Some of you still never made it. Some of you got a diploma, but you still never made it. The teenagers today, when I walk in a store and they can't add without a calculator, I go, help us, Jesus. See, I worked at McDonald's when they had hats, the little hat, and there was no inside to it. And a hamburger and a fry and a Coke was a buck, and you got change back, four cents back. So 96 cents. Now, a cheeseburger was a little over a dollar, and everything was done on a paper and a pencil. And when you came in, I checked, 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 added it. I added it with a pencil. And we, everything, every order was added with a pencil. And our generation can add and subtract and divide and multiply and read. And, and we can look at a clock and tell you what time it is. We have all these skills. That the younger generation goes, yeah, I, give me one of them digital things. I don't understand those hands, you know. And, and, and stick shifts. We, dry, we know how to drive a stick. Because there wasn't anything else. On a hill. But if you can't drive, if you can't stop on a hill on a stick, you can't drive. With a car, with a Mercedes behind you. And off you go. Okay, that's enough of that, y'all. <laughs> you, nope. you, 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 
Help me, Jesus. Next stick I get, we and I are going out in the country. Do you mind, do you mind if I have a second of your time? I, I had a motorcycle for three years. I figured a clutch out. I'm not confident with a stick. Okay? I learned in a Cadillac. Can you read a watch? I can read a watch. All right. That was not true. That's not true. Either way, go on with your service. Go on with your service. It's not. Who has a stick here? Who has, you have a stick? I'm going to borrow your car one day. I can do it. You can do it. Uh, you know how many kids in my youth group I taught to drive in a Volkswagen or a Toyota with a stick? I took my whole youth group and I worked at Tom's out. Because her parents, you know, they come to me and go, uh, I can't learn from my dad. He, he, he screams and hollers and bites my head off and I can't handle my parents. And so there was a youth pastor's job to teach every kid in the church how to drive. And I took them all out in the country. And we had to look for hills. Okay, we're off subject. But that's a revelation to me. The Lord is moving. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get a vet one day with a stick and... and Six forward gears. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. Now let's read it again. My beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my absence only, work out. Now he's not talking about that you're not born again and you're working it out. He, what he's talking about is that everything that God did on the inside of you, he wants you to work that out in you, in your life. Work out what's in you. Now you have to know What's in you? Now, let's go back to a word. I, you hear me say a phrase. And I, I think I'm going to do a Mark Hankins gesture, and I'm going to put it on a card and pass it out to everybody as a bookmark because I want you to get it. We fight all battles from victory. We are never on the losing end trying to gain a victory. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm not the broke trying to be blessed. I am not the defeated trying to gain the victory. I'm not looking for a breakthrough. I'm through. Jesus put me through. I'm a new creation. I am the righteousness of God. I am accepted in the beloved. I am his workmanship. I am blessed coming in. I am, I am born again. I am a new species. Everything old passed away. Everything has become new. And it's all of God. And he, I am complete in him. Uh, he, he ain't got anything else he's doing in me. Not in my spirit. But now he's on the inside working. All right, he's working that out. He's working that out in you right now. So a lot of people think that, that God's just in your life to help you with every day, but he's actually working the glory in you out so that we can all see it. We all know it's in there, but we would love to see Jesus on the outside. So, you know, there's people that are, the wives are going, honey, I just want to see Jesus on the outside of you so bad, you know. All right, that's another subject. that We'll do that in February during um, marriage seminar month. All right. Um, Ephesians 4. Let's go to Ephesians 4. Make, i got to make my point. And I, make my, I always make my point with about 10 scriptures. So Ephesians 4, 22. Put off the former conduct, the old man that grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Mind. All right, I'm going to stop right here and take a side journey because I've gotten far enough in it to help you. 
Why did God call Gideon a mighty man of valor hiding like a coward? That's the way God sees you. But it's not the way Gideon saw himself. Gideon is acting like a coward because Gideon thinks he's a coward. But God shows up and said, hey, Gideon, mighty man of valor. And he looked around and went, who are you talking to? Because you certainly aren't talking to me. Yeah, he was talking to him. God calls things, called Abraham the father of nations. And his wife is barren and, um, and he's impotent. Hey, father of nations. He's like, <laughs> serious. Are y'all out there? Amen. And a lot of times we hear those statements and we don't take them to heart. Now, let me get way ahead of myself. It is imperative that the word of God you believe becomes real to you. See, you, get, you say in your mind, yeah, I know I'm the righteousness of God. Well, you've heard it. And you, you, you believe it's true. But you, every time somebody comes and has a prayer meeting, you're in the line hoping someone else get an answer to God for you because you don't believe it. You don't believe. Jesus did not get in anybody's prayer line. Didn't need to. You don't either, but you don't know it yet. Now, we don't want to, I don't want people to get in condemnation because I got in the prayer line the other night and I said, just lay your hands on me, you know, and I want the anointing of God that's on you. But, um, but I'm not relying on everybody else to do my praying. And I'm not going to not get in the prayer line because of condemnation. I may not, I may need a 220 volts and I only got 110 today and I want someone else to lay their 110 on my 110 and kick this thing out of my body. And I'm not against that. Now, I'm talking about as a general rule, most people who even though they go to churches and hear who they are, still don't know who they are. And this creates problem when it comes time for them to believe God. I'm believing God from defeat because it's as a man thinks, so is he. Well, it's not how he is, but it's to him. Now, I'm going to tell another story here, and I, I was going to look for it on the way out the door, and, I've, and I wished I had done it earlier, but Andrew Womack got in his book on imagination, and he's got a story of a father who said to his son one time who, who said, you know what? Let me tell you something, boy, you're so stupid that you can't even put a thread, you can't even put a nut on a bolt. Because he saw his son trying one day, and he didn't do very good, and he started fumbling with it, and the dad began to criticize the boy. And boy, you are, God Almighty, you are fumbling. Give me, just give me the bolt. Well, what's he even pregnating in his, that boy's soul? You're stupid. Son, you're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. You can't even thread a nut. You can't even thread a nut. You can't even thread a nut. What's in his soul? He can't thread a nut. Now, Andrew said that even into his latter years, 60 years of age, his dad's been dead for years, he still can't thread a nut on a bolt without cross-threading it because it's in his soul that he can't do it and he is a failure because he believes it won't work because somebody impregnated his soul, you can't do it. Do you understand how Satan works? 
He's always talking about you ain't this and you ain't that and you can't. And he has, and every once in a while he gets the help from people. Worst thing you'd ever do to your kids, you're stupid. You're a fat, God almighty, whose kid are you anyway? Oh man, the mother's side of the family for sure. I mean, y'all, a whole bunch of dingbats. Do you think that child will improve? No, he won't. All you're doing is sealing the stupidity. You're sealing it because you are telling him who he is and he will live it out. You know how to get people over being fat? Stop calling them fat. They're fat because they see they're fat. You know, the church is full of people that call things that are as though they are. And God does not. God has a different image of you, and he wrote it in a book. This is his image of you. It's not your image of you, but it is his image of you. And you know what? Things aren't going to change until you get his image of you. And it doesn't come because you read it once or twice or heard a sermon on it one time. I'm doing good. Anyway, let me finish reading this. That you put on the new man. It's going to be you doing it. God can't do it. You're going to do it. Which is created according to God. True righteousness and holiness. All right, now go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let's go, let's jump, let's jump um, backwards. 2 Corinthians 3. We all with an unveiled face behold in a mirror, see the Bible, the glory of the Lord. The, where's the glory? The glory is in you. You are his body. As he is, so are you. Now, you see, we, we don't even, I mean, it almost scares people to think, I'm the body of Jesus. I'm the body. I am the body. This is his temple. He lives inside of me. I mean, we say it with our mouths, but I mean, when are we going to start believing? God is on the inside of me. And we go from glory to glory. Now, let's, let, let me read it because I don't like to just quote it. We with an unveiled face, that means now the Bible's open to us in Jesus. Beholding, that's looking in the word, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed or changed into the same image. As what? As Jesus. Is he sick? Is he defeated? Is he stupid? Until you, no, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about reading your Bible out of legalism. I'm not giving you a legalistic formula to follow. I'm talking about as you open up your Bible and you look at certain scriptures in there, and we're going to do some of them in a minute, that you look at it and go, well, that's me. Where do you think Jesus found out who he was? In the Bible. You might go, oh, God came down and told him. No, he did not. He, he opened up the Bible in his church to the scripture and read about himself. Now, I'm going to make a statement to you. 
Did you know that I am this word made flesh? That sounds like heresy. But is 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man's in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. Am I a new creation? I am, that that scripture is me. That that sounds crap. (laughs) Who do you think you are? That scripture, John 3, 16, God so loved the world. That scripture is written about me. Say the Bible Bible. was written written. about me. Jesus rose from the dead. Say, me too. You see, God's wanting you to start thinking his thoughts, not yours, his, about you. This is good preaching. I'm doing a very good job. Aren't you glad I went from the gift to this? The gift would have been a good sermon, but not near as good as this one. There were being changed into the same image from glory to what? Why did it say from glory to glory? Because it is not easy <laughs> to go from right here, right now, to look and walk and talk and act like Jesus tomorrow. There's a whole lot more. For some reason or another, that just my brain goes, don't tilt right off the chart. And no more than I could go in third grade and be in eighth next week. Your mind does not work like that. But there's a reason they put you in school and they went over it and over it and over it and over it and over it. You come into math classes, three times three is nine going down. Next day it's three times three is nine going right. Next day it's three times three going down. And, 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 and then, then they're going to do uh, they're, they're going to have the whole multiple. Then they have you write them out. They're going to have you quote them. And then they're going to have you sing them. And by the time you get out of third grade, you can multiply and divide two numbers. Then you go to fourth. And they put two of them side by side. And you'll do it every day that you're in school for nine months. Over and over and over, and then they're going to put three, and then they're going to start putting thousand times, then you're going into pi, and then you're going into, God knows, probability and statistics, and they're all using 10 numbers, but they're, they're going line upon line, line upon line, line upon line, line upon line. And you're not going to the next place until you got this one down. And so God is all, has taken you. There are certain scriptures. You learned them, but now he's going to go take the same scripture, and I want you back over there because I'm fixing to take you further in that one scripture than you've ever been. That's why you need to learn to get your, get your headache healed before the doctor gives you a bad report. Use the word of God on a headache. Use it, use it. Listen, if you want to prosper, start with 10 bucks. You can't do a 1,000, start with 10, but begin. You got to start. So we go from glory to glory to glory. Now, I didn't say you sit in church and hear a sermonette. And you're going from glory to glory. You're not going from glory to glory. You're not going. You, you would have never made it in school if you only went one hour a week. You would still be a dumb person. Yes. 
probably out of second grade by now and you're 50. Because all you ever do is go to church and sit and listen to a sermonette and your Bible stays closed. There are scriptures you need to read them. Same one every day. Two or three every day. Same scripture over and over and over and over and over. Am I getting monotonous? I'm not done yet. Over and second, First Peter 5 said, I cast all of my cares on him because he cares about me. I don't have any anxiety if God is for me. I cast all of my anxiety. I don't have any. I don't worry about anything if God's got it. All right, that's at 10 o'clock in the morning. 12 o'clock, it's time to Say it again. How long? Oh, the rest of the year. Because by looking at some of y'all's faces, you need to be saying it right now. I cast all of my cares on the Lord. You know, one of the things that neat walking around with Mark Hankins, we'd be riding down the road and he'd go, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. Abraham's blessings are mine. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. He forgives every iniquity, heals every disease, and cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, what were we talking about? And he'll just stop and start quoting the word. And I'm thinking, yeah, I probably should start doing that myself. That's why he has a jet and I don't. Anyway, we're doing good, aren't we? Just as by the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost will prompt you. Now, here's what the Satan will say. You don't need to say it until it's true. No, you say it because it's true. Well, it hadn't happened yet. Well, who said anything about that? Just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. I love to watch these, these things these kids do. Every, I think Lisa and I were eating out the other night at a Thai restaurant and they had this television in front of us of the stuff that kids do and they're insane. Jumping from one building to another. One guy got on a bicycle and jumped from post to post to rock to rock and I'm going, who does that kind of thing all day? Well, apparently somebody does it. But I'll guarantee you, he fell off that rock a few times. You think? How many, how long do you think it took him to learn to take a bike and stand it up and jump from fence post to fence post? Pretty good while. So to me, it's, it's just, it's, it's, he learned something stupid. Won't help him, won't make him, maybe he'll get a little money from the video. I don't know what he get. But he's just a stupid, it's just something stupid. But it's impressive nonetheless of what you and I could do if we did it over and over and over. I mean, my God, if we just did with the Bible what that kid did with a bike, man, we'd be spiritual giants. Glory to God. We ought to get in here and start jumping around in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing, practicing my Holy Ghost jumping? (laughs) Smith Wigglesworth get up every morning and dance in the Holy Ghost. Every morning, just get out of bed and dance in the Holy Ghost. Was the Holy Ghost on him? No, it probably was when he got done. What's he doing? Practicing? Say glory to glory. All right, Ephesians 3.20. She made a great statement, didn't she? 
She says, God's going to do anything. He's going to do it in your heart. It's going to all come through your heart. It's going to come through you. It's going to come through you. If it, ain't, if it ain't in you, it ain't coming out. 320. Now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the evangelist that will be here next week to pray for you. According to ORU campus that you call in your prayer request when you've been saved for 50 years. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, that's actually not good English. And I don't know why it's in the Bible because I, I learned enough English to know you never do a, a Lee and a Lee together. <laughs> exceedingly abundant is correct or exceedingly abundant or exceeding abundantly, but it's not exceedingly abundantly. That's bad English. And, and so we got to change the Bible. We get to heaven, I got to change it. But that's actually not right. And I didn't make that good a grade in English, but I found that, and I went, that, that, my teacher would have a fit with that. Now, to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power of working where? Well, what if it ain't working? You ain't getting anything. Who works it? You work it. You work it. You work it. Now, now there's another scripture over in Philemon or Philippians talks about exceeding growing faith. Your faith grows like anything else grows, by watering it and feeding it and exercising it. Now, I read books on muscles. I read them. I read muscle. I read the book. And I wondered why. I mean, I still don't have one. I mean, I read five of them. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll get in the car, stick shift, and go to the gym together. Go to the gym together. Now, him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think. Now, he's able to do a lot more than you've ever even imagined. But it's according to what's inside you. To him be glory in the church where Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Amen. Now, I've got a a couple more uh, scriptures here. Go to Ephesians 1.18. We're there. It says that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light. God wants you to have your understanding flooded with light. He wants you to know certain things that he said. And he wants you to know that you know that you know them. Now, I'm going to read a story out of John G. Lake right now. And I think the story will say it better than I've said it. Now, I want you to listen to what he says. little girl said to me one day, Papa, I don't like numbers. And I said, why don't you like mathematics? Papa, what's the use of it? I said, dear, you're going to need it all the time. She said, I never use it. I said, suppose you had eight apples, and I told you to give three to your chum. That's not me talking. I don't have any chums. (laughs) If you did not know anything about mathematics, how could you tell how many were there? And she said, Papa, it's good, isn't it? And he said, yes. You have a theory of redemption, but you don't know how to put it into practice. You're the righteousness of God. Whoopie-doo. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a theory. By stripes, I'm healed. Are you sick? Yeah. It's a theory. Still a theory. You got it in your head. 
All right, he's going to explain this in a minute. I'm going to explain this some to you. Every time you go over the great teachings, I get a step closer to my goal. I am going over them again and again and again. Not only for your sake, but mine. Now, John G. Lake's preaching here. My privileges and places in Christ became more real. The tremendous possibilities of the divine life. Do you understand that the life that raised Jesus from the dead's in you, that raised him out of hell, you're walking around with it on the inside of you. There's an enormous amount of power that has to be filtered through your head. And nothing's happening. (laughs) Say it will be. The tremendous possibilities of the divine life are almost within my grasp. Sometimes when the word is unfolding, it seems as if I could close my eyes and plunge into it. Another guy made a statement. He says, if you could hear this every morning and then hear it at noon and then in evening time and before you went to bed, after a while, it would seep into you. A young man said to me, there is a lesson on identification. Now, you know what identification? It's who you are in Christ. He died on the cross in your place. He went to hell in your place. He rose from the dead in your place. And he's your substitute. That's identification. It's who you are. There's there's one lesson on identification that thrilled me through and through. I laid your manuscript down and I went about my daily business. My mind kept coming back to it. And he said, I'm going to read it over with all those scriptures every day. And I wanted wanted him to tell me why. And he said, I'm going to do it. It's not mine yet. Does that make sense? Buenos noches, hermano. Do I speak Spanish? Elvira, do I speak Spanish? Yo quiero café con leche. Donde esta el baño? Do I speak Spanish? No. I know uh, I can get to the bathroom and get a cup of coffee and get a taco lengua con cilantro and salsa verde. I can get a cup, but you know, I'm, I'm, I really am very limited. What would it take to become fluent? First of all, can I? Does anybody, everybody agree with that? You all believe I actually could become fluent and make Spanish mine. Could I? Not just quoting words that are in English thinking Spanish words. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Spanish, you know, um, buenos dias, y'all. That's a Georgian talking Spanish. All right, all right. But it is possible for the language to become mine. But how many of you know what I would, what would I have to do to do it? I'm going to have to practice it. I'm going to have to look at it. I'm going to have to read it. I'm going to have to practice it. I'm going to have to study it. I'm going to have to read it. I'm going to have to practice it. I'm going to have to practice it every day. I'm going to have to work on it. I'm going to have to go to, uh, y'all are getting this. How long would it take? Well, that's really up to me. I've heard that it's possible in six months. I think it would take longer than that to become fluent to think like a Puerto Rican? I mean, I don't know if I could ever learn to think like a Puerto Rican. I mean, don't you have to have a little more salsa in your blood to do that, don't you? Don't you have to have a little bit of salsa? Oh, okay. But but everybody agrees it's possible. Is it possible for you to look, walk, talk, and act just like Jesus Christ? You said it. It most certainly is. 
It's a choice. Now, why don't I speak Spanish? I got Rosa. In other words, if I was headed back to Central and South America again and starting to get hungry, I'd probably come home and go, I think I, it would be to my advantage to learn a little bit more food because I'm tired of eating taco lengua all the time. I mean, you know, taco lengua for breakfast and dinner and lunch and supper and desayunos and, and then more coffee and coffee and more coffee. Now, I've got to tell you all a story because I want to tell you a story. I was down in Colombia, and I walked into a, uh, a restaurant, a restaurante, and I said, uh, yo quiero toffee, coffee grande, uh, uh, you know, coffee grande con crema. And he said, oh, con leche. And I said, con, con leche. And he comes out in a cup, it's about like a communion cup. <laughs> and I said, uh, no poquito grande. He said, si, sí, grande. I said, eh, no grande. He goes, oh, no, senor, this grande. I said, oh, I went, I went, oh, glory to God, he grande, he grande. That's the whole pot. I mean, buddy, when they pour a, I mean, it's the whole pot of coffee. I'm going, okay, no more grande, poquito. More coffee in that cup than I had in my big mug at home, you know. Anyway, I stayed wired up for a week. Well, the late loved it that night. I preached like the house was on fire. And I said, what's wrong with him? And he said, grande, grande. <laughs> I thought you'd like to know that. I love, I love languages, but I've never taken the time to learn them because I, I have so many other things. But I do see this is muy necesito. This is, this is very important. Okay. Now listen, listen to this. I wanted, to, I wanted him to tell me why. I'm, going, I'm doing this. It's not mine yet. It's not a part of me. He said, I remember when I took Latin, I studied it for two years before it became mine. I can translate English and Latin and Latin and English. And he said, now I know about this incarnation. I know this indwelling of God. I know my legal rights, but it is not mine in a practical way so I can use it. The devil has me at a disadvantage still, but I will stand before the devil just as Jesus did. And you can too. Yes. Say me too. Yeah. I'm doing good, aren't I? What she said the other night was huge. And I think that we're not really paying attention. Like when I was in the Bible school, we gave out books. And I didn't give them to you to read once. I gave them you to read over and over and over and over, and over till you die. And then you're going to come to my class, and we're going to go over it again in heaven. I'm going to bring, you bring your book with you? Oh, no. I said, well, that's all right. I have some. Come on in. I take books like this. I take books like this, and I find what feeds my, what feeds my imagination what feeds my soul, and I mark it, and I make notes in the front, and I read them, and I reread them, and I reread them, and I read. And what about the time I'm starting to lose a battle 
I pick it up and I read it again. Are y'all out there? And so should be your Bible. Your Bible should be that way with you. Not that you're reading chapter 10 and then tomorrow 11 and tomorrow 12 and there's nothing wrong with that. But there are scriptures in here like 1 Peter 5, 7. You need to read it every day of your life. I don't have a care in the world. I have no cares. I don't have a care. I don't worry about anything. And I see it. I see it. Okay. (laughs) Can we get a little kind of silly? We've already been. How many of y'all watched The Lion King, the movie? What was it? What was the pig and the pina colada? Acuna Matata. Oh, I knew I knew somebody would know it. No worries. I thought he said pina colada. I was thinking I wanted a pina colada. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, what was the point in the movie that he changed? What part in the movie did he change? And he looked in that pool of the water and he went, oh my God, I'm no pig. I am the king of the beast. This is a pool of water. This is how I find out who I am. This has given me the image. This is a picture of me. And this, I go, this is changing my thinking. This changes my thinking. I'm righteous as Jesus. Did you know God loves me as much as he loves Jesus Christ? Did you know how often I had to say that before I actually started believing it? It took a little while. I've read scriptures before and my brain kicked them out. That ain't right. We've all done it, haven't we? Uh All right. Where are we? We're someplace. (laughs) The Bible is the only thing that will change the image of yourself into the image he has of you. And until that changes, there's a lot he can't do. Now, people say this to me all the time. Well, Pastor, I mean, I know I'm healed. The Bible says I'm healed, but, but I'm not. And I'm not, no condemnation. No condemnation. It's not real to you. You haven't looked at that scripture enough. You need to read that scripture. I mean, you, let's go over there. Let's go over there. First Peter 2.24. Himself bore my sin. Oh, he took it away. It doesn't exist in his body on the tree so that having died to sin, I might live for righteousness by whose bruises I was healed. If I was, I am the healed. I am the healed. I am the healed. Now, now listen, your soul starts fighting. Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, well that would be true if it was true, but you know what? No, I mean, how you feel? No, I am the healed. I'm the healed. I am the healed. Well, it, well but yeah, but you know what? But according to your faith, I am the healed. I am healed. I don't let my, my soul fight with Bi- the Bible. Whatever, I am healed. 
I'm healed. Until I see. If you can't see what you can't see, you'll never see it. When God called me, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a story here. It's going to sound like I'm throwing people under the bus again. I'm not. But I'm not giving you names. When I first took this church, uh, the people in the, the first in that church were very, very rough. Um, they had an opinion of me that wasn't scriptural at all. Um, and, and it really began to irritate me. And I took their words to heart. I mean, who, why would God use me? I mean, who am I? You ever heard sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's a lie. That's a lie. You need to watch who you let talk to you. I drove out of the shopping center one day, and I just told the Lord, I said, God, I'm not cut out for this. I mean, I, I'm not cut out. I'm going by what they think. And he said, I said, you are a man of God. And you can do this. I said. I went, don't let them hear you say that. But they had an image, and he has an image. And I had to get his in me. He doesn't send you to do something that you can't do, and he doesn't equip you. You trash your pastor, you're trashing Jesus. They attacked Moses. You don't attack ministers. Because if God placed him in there, you're telling him he's not as smart as you. I wouldn't have put him in there. And that's what was going on. But I had a very poor image of me based on what people said of me. And I, that was one of the first things I had to quit. And I had to get in front of my mirror and go, I'm called I'm anointed, I have the wisdom of God, I have the mind of Christ, and contrary to popular belief, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by God the Holy Ghost, even though I want to scan everybody alive, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But I had to change my image, not that I'm making it up. This is not mind over matter. I'm not, I'm not making up fantasies in my head. I'm going by what he said, which is true, and then I'm adopting his image of me, and I want you to adopt his image of you. I want you, starting tonight, to get an image in you of what Jesus said about you. Because your future and your life totally depends on it because you're hearing words opposite of the word of God in your ears, especially in your own home and especially at Christmas time when you go home and they start talking to you. Now, when I go home and bless my family's heart, it's okay. I understand them. Daryl, <laughs> you remember when you set Nancy on fire? Why do we need to bring up Nancy? 
being burned at the stake every Christmas. Do you remember when you beat her? Do you remember when you threw that broom at me in the door and you lied to mom? Why in the world does everybody want to bring up what you did when you were 10 years old and rehearse it over, over Christmas dinner? It's the devil. And I would go, I don't know anything about that. Well, now you're lying. Nope, I'm a new creature. Oh, don't give me that Bible stuff. I said, well, so God lied. Well, I didn't say that. Yeah, you did too. I said, I have never burned Nancy at the stake. That guy's dead. Oh, you know. No, I forgot it and you need to. She's alive, isn't she? And I'm the one that led her to the Lord. Shut up. She was in hell burning and I prayed her out. You didn't talk about that. The hardest thing for your family, Jesus' family had a tough time with him. His mother come. We want to talk to Jesus. Tell him his mother and brothers are out here. They really are bothered by how he's causing trouble in the community. Now, who in the sand hill does Mary think she is? She don't even know who he is. Tell that boy of mine to get out here. Mama, you did it when I was 12, but I'm not 12. You go out there and tell her, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God, and I'll talk to her some other day, but it won't be today. Have a good day, Mom. And it took a while before the family came in and realized my brother is God in the flesh. Yeah, he knew it. The people in his own hometown went, "Uh, don't come in this church talking that stuff. We saw you growing up playing outside marbles with everybody. We know who you are. Biggest problem you're going to have is going to be your family. Especially when you start telling them who you are. And they're not going to accept it. But I want you to accept it. Are you all ready to accept it about your own self? Yeah. Because until you like you, and nobody else is going to. Until you believe in you, it don't matter whether anybody else. You want everybody to believe in you first. You You got it wrong. You're going to believe in you. Well, that's good preaching. I just thought I would have blessed myself. I'm going to lay my hands on myself. Be blessed. Ooh, glory to God. <laughs> When's the last time you looked at your hands and went, I lay these on sick and they get well. When I pray in tongues, I pray the mysteries of God. Glory to God. I got the mind of Christ. You ought to jump out of bed every morning quoting the word. Just jump out of bed quoting the word. Just quote it. Just get out of bed and walk. Um, what I was saying this morning, I got him. Holy Ghost jumped over me and said, um, I came that you'd have life. And I have life abundant. And I'd walk around, I have life abundance. I have abundance. I have abundant life. I, I have the nature of God in abundance. I have the favor of God in abundance. I got the life of God in abundance. He's, he gives me exceeding abundantly above anything I can ask or think. And I'm a blessed abundantly. I have abundance. And I don't have a care in the world. And I have abundant. What's for breakfast? 
Lisa goes, I made coffee, but not in abundance. I said, well, I'm buying that in the name of Jesus. No, I'm not right. Let's go over. Let's go over a few scriptures. John 17, 25. Write them down. Write them down. Go to John 17, 25. You're going to quote some scriptures. What I'm showing you right now is one of the most powerful truths I've ever learned in my life was to, was to personalize scriptures. I'd say that if I had one thing that has put me over, if I had one thing I wished I had done more. I have a Bible at home that is only scriptures I confess that I personalize. It's a big Weymouth New Testament. It's huge. And, and everything in there that's about me is in yellow. I hate writing scriptures down. I, I never read the scriptures I wrote. One day I went, oh, why not writing that down? I'm never going to read it. I don't like to read my own writing. And I like reading the Bible. So I just got me a confession Bible. Not a preaching Bible, a confession Bible. And I found I'm complete in him who's the head of all principality. I'm complete. All right, let's read this one. 1720. I don't pray for these alone. I'm going to pray for those who believe in me. Say me. me. Say Jesus praying for me. That they will be one as you, Father, are in me and I in them. They may be one in us. The world believe you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given it to Zach. Amen. And to Amber and to Lisa. Yes. Yeah, and to Bob. Yes. Read it. Come on. The glory you have given it to me. That I would be one as he is one. I am one with God. Now see your head's going. See, I can tell that you don't believe it because you're sitting there like a dog at a new bowl. But see, if you believe this, you, you, you'd be screaming. Woo! I mean, how, how do you not scream? Okay, that's good. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? I mean, the moment you go, you're one like God, that... Every religion in the world is trying to get here. And you're there. The glory you gave Jesus, you gave me. I have the glory. I have the glory. I have. I am full of the glory of God. I and them and you and me, they may be perfect. Come on, help me, Jesus. Say it. I dare you say I am perfect. Now, let me, let's go back over what I said. You'll never act it until you see it. You are acting out now what you see. You want to start acting holy? Call yourself holy, not a fruitcake. You're not a Christmas present. Say, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Now watch who you say it to, because don't say it at Christmas around your in-laws. They'll, they'll throw you out of the house, all right, like they did Jesus. That the world may know that I sent him, and I have loved them as you love me. Say, he loves me, he loves me. As, much as much 
as he does Jesus. Now, I want to ask you a question. Would God give Jesus anything he prayed about? Say, me too. Now, you're going to have to read that more than one time tonight. Do you listening to me? That's not real to you. You're just kind of going, oh, yeah, that's really cute, that's really cute. No, that's, that's, that's absolute serious right there. Because you are acting out the way you really think, even though you say you believe that. You're still acting like God doesn't like you. Subconsciously, you are. I want you to get up here and pray for this guy. Me? Why are you acting like that? You don't see Jesus going, me? <laughs> I'm only the son of God. Oh, not me. When I was down in Bahia, Colombia, T.L. Osborne stood up and said, I'm not preaching tonight. And you know what I was about there doing? I will. <laughs> I ain't afraid of 50,000 people. I'll preach. By God, give me that pulpit. I'll get the whole crowd saved. Now, I'd have, now I, when I went to Rama, I was scared out of my mind to preach in a class four minutes. But my mind is renewed. I am not the same as I used to be. And the Word of God changed me. Are y'all getting this? So people look at me, I'm going, oh, you don't want me to speak. You don't want me. Why don't you want? Well, well I might mess up. That's called self-consciousness. Why don't you get over you? Why don't you get up here and say, I have something to share. God is in me. I can do this. I have something to say. I, have, I can do this. I mean, just, if you, if, you, if you can't see it, you know when you first start getting people saved or healed is in your bed at night. Do you know where the gifts of the Spirit start? In the shower. Shandai, 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 tie my bow tie. Thus says the Lord. Oh, that's not God. Let's try another one. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I prayed for hundreds of people before I ever laid my hands on anybody. I am. I know it's good. I'm just doing real good. All right. Ephesians, let's go. I don't know which one yet. Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians. I know it's chapter 2, so just go to chapter 2 and I'll tell you which one. This is another scripture that I quote all the time. I just quote it. I just read it and go, oh, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians uh, 1, 4. Just as he chose me in him before the foundation of the world that I would be holy and without blame before him in love. I'm holy and no blame. God got no beef with me. Having predestined me to adoption as sons, by Jesus Christ, according to his good pleasure, the praise of his glory, which he made me accepted in the beloved. I am accepted by God. I'm accepted. 
I see, what does it matter what everybody else thinks now? It, don't, it just don't matter. Isn't that awesome? I, just take these scriptures and just, in him I have redemption through his blood. The blood redeemed me, the forgiveness of sins, okay, which he made to abound to me, abound to me. Oh, man, we could just keep going on. We just go on. Um, verse, chapter 2, verse 4, who God rich in mercy with a great love that he loved me even when I was dead in sin, made me alive together, raised me up. When Jesus rose from the dead, I rose from the dead, and I sat down at the right hand of God, and I'm all alive forevermore, and I'll never die again. I'll never die. I'll never die. I'm alive, under, I'm alive with Jesus. He died on the cross. I died on the cross. He rose, and I arose, and he's walking this earth, and I'm walking this earth. Heaven is my home, the goodness of God. All the that forever. I have eternal life. I have eternal life, and I will never die. I will never die. I will never die. I'll step out. But I have eternal life. And I have favor. I have grace. I have favor. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Follows me around. Goodness follows me. Goodness. The goodness of God. Something good is going to happen to me today. So something good. God's got something good planned for me today. Now, if you don't say it to you, there's probably not nobody else going to help you. <laughs> this is another one I love. This is another one I love. Verse 10, 210. I am his workmanship. Quit criticizing. He made me a double D. Be quiet. Well, the flaws, you can blame me for the flaws, but, but, but he did a good job. He did a good job. I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared. I will walk in them. I will walk in good works. I will walk in good works. That's huge. You know, just reading scriptures right now, y'all just reading them, it, you, you're already kind of like, whew, whew, whew. now see, the thing like, like third grade, you, you need to do this again. Not when, not when I preach it, because I'm not going to preach it again next Wednesday. I've got to preach on Santa Claus one day. I've got to preach on somebody. That... <laughs> Hebrews 13, 5. Hebrews 13. I'm going to close with this. You ready for this? So many of these. There's so many scriptures in the Bible. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with what you have. He said, I'm never going to leave you, and I will never forsake you. And I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what any man would do to me. I will boldly say that. I will boldly say, I don't really care what you think. <laughs> I'm doing good, aren't I? Let's go back to what we started off. According as your soul, there's a lot God wants to do in us. He wants to do more with me than he's done so far. And I'm not going to hinder him. I've come a long ways. But I'm not content. I'm not content. I want to go more. Sure, I made it through high school, spiritually. I'm ready for grad school. And I'm reading John G. Lake, and I'm going, no, he don't need to be the only powerful man of God walking the planet. I think I'll be the next Smith Wigglesworth. I just think I'll be the next Smith Wigglesworth. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna walk I think I'm gonna walk in more of the gifts of the spirit. I'm gonna have more I want all those gifts. I like our gifts of the spirit. 
I don't, I, I don't want Mary Fran to have all the fun. I think I should have some fun. I don't want Zach to have all the money. I want to have some of that money. I want to have some more. I should have some more money. Oh, I think I should have some more. Yeah, I am good. If God will give it to everybody else, he should give me a whole lot more of that. Why not, why not think like that? Is God limited by your imagination? Yeah. But what we're talking about is then what do you use your imagination for? Fantasies? No. Reality. Reality. When you start finding out who you are, you're going to have the same trouble Jesus did. Watch who you say it to. Unless you just want to pick a fight. You get around people and you say, I'm the righteousness of God. You're picking a fight is what you're doing here. You're going to make some people around you. Hey, you're an old sinner saved by grace is who you are. No, I'm as righteous. I died on the cross with Jesus. What? You're only 60-something years of age. You're going to die on the cross with Jesus, you, you goofy thing? Yeah, I did. I died. I went to hell with him. Came back. Yeah, as he is, so am I in the world. You know, I, you know I, I'd, I'd used to. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Just get around to preachers in town. I just start talking like that, and they just pick me up and throw me out of the restaurant. <laughs> and I would do it just to stir them up. It's true. Now, don't cast your pearls before swine. Just, just watch who, who you say it to. But you need to say it to you more than you say it to anybody else. Listen. Reinhard Bunke said, the word in my mouth is as powerful as the word in Jesus' mouth. And when God told him that, he started preaching like the word was as powerful in him as it was Jesus. And he started winning millions of people to Jesus. The word of God in my mouth. I have the mind of Christ. I have his wisdom. I have favor. Everything I put my hand to prospers. I don't know whether I helped y'all or not, but I've really enjoyed being in church tonight. I think I'm going to give myself some money right now. Just hand myself some money. Isn't this good? This all began with um, Annie. Actually, I had another sermon tonight, but that, that what she said kept rolling on me all day, rolling in me. And I thought, if it just keeps rolling, I'm going to preach it. I'm just not even going to ignore this. But not only am I preaching it, I'm fixing to ramp that script, that sermon up this week in me. I'm going to go back over some truths that I know and just look at them and then walk back and two hours later walk in there and read it again. And then two hours later just read it again. Until, like, like Spanish, it becomes mine. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You did a great work in us. You've made us complete. You've made us righteous. You've made us, you're all, everything. If we died, all died right now. 
we'd go to heaven and there's no condemnation. We'd stand before you and you'd be happy to see us. But we're in the earth. We're not finished. There's more to be done. We want to go from glory to glory to glory. If we're in third grade, we want to go to fourth. If we're in fifth, we want to go to sixth. Wherever we are spiritually, it's time to go up a little bit. It's time to kick it up. 2022 will be a year that we will go into greater glory in this church than we have ever been in before. We're going to pick up the old ways and then add to it. You're going to see a greater manifestation of God than we've ever seen. And all of us in this church agree on that. And we're going to see a greater anointing on each one of us in our daily lives to be able to share the Word of God and to become skilled at it. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me tell you what I was going to do tonight because I think it's important. John 3, 16 through 21 and Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Romans 10, 9, 10. You need to master the scriptures to talk to people. Master them so that anything, listen, I'm going to say this to you. Anybody that walks up to me that's not saved, I can, I can answer almost any question they would ask me, but it didn't come easy. Begin. Master John 3, 16 through 21. Master it. People don't go to hell for sinning. Christmas time is the time of year when you're going to be around relatives. You need to be able to go, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Get a Bible, let me read it to you. Let me show you something. They don't need to go any further than the dinner table to find Jesus. If you walk in a room, you're a change agent in the world. If the, listen, if God can get someone to you, then God can get that man to Jesus. I want y'all to believe that. Begin mastering the simple things of the Bible. That was my sermon. But I'm not going to preach it. Not tonight. But it's Christmas time and we need to be a lot more ready to talk about what, what he came to. It's on their minds. Well, it's Christmas. People don't even know. They don't even know about the gift of God. They think they're going to heaven because they're good. They know nothing of the gift of God. They know nothing about the gift. You think they do? If they did, they'd be saved. If they're not saved, they don't know it. That's another sermon. And that'll cost you no extra. God bless you. Y'all have a good night. I'll see you Sunday morning. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.